Ohio gaze imasu. Well, I am from Missouri, you know, so I decided I would greet you in the name of Jesus Christ as well. I love the idea of being able to stand before you this morning, mainly because I have learned that one of the greatest contributions in the Bible is the way God has created so many different things, and yet they're all so beautiful, and so are you this morning. I am pastor, or I am really known as Reverend Dr. Sheila Bowie Sledge from St. Louis, Missouri. My husband Clifford and I love visiting our grandchildren and our great-grands. Someone asked me, how do I stay so young looking? I told them it was sweet potatoes. <laughs> and I've been raised on some things, so it has to be one of the things that have kept me going. And if you say I look young, I thank God for that, and Clifford does too. Let us pray. God, you provide for all of our needs, in our body, our soul, our mind, and our spirit. May we trust you like Ruth trusted you. So we confess to this world after knowing you and trusting you how great is thy faithfulness. You have never let us down and never left us and will never leave us because of your faithfulness to us. So in Jesus' name, let the church say amen. So I come to you with the favorite scripture of Ruth and Naomi. It's an interesting scripture in the Old Testament. That is a time right after the book of Judges. And during that period, there was no king and no one believed in God or trusted God. It's kind of like some people today who think, you know, they decide for themselves, then they do whatever they think is the right thing to do. Many of us being Christians, we stop and pray and ask God for blessings and to help us get there. But during this time, there was a famine going on, and Naomi, her husband, and her sons decided that Bethlehem was not a place to be because there was no food there. So they left home for a better place to be. And in leaving home, they decided that they would go where the grass is greener on the other side. And they ended up near a country called Moab. And Moab was a place that God had told them many years ago not to be in connection with that country because that country worshiped many gods. And we have a God that says, I'm the only one. I don't want you to be where you worship anybody else. But because of their needs and their circumstances, because of their hunger and their thirst, they went toward Moab. Well, Naomi had two sons that traveled with her along with the husband. She was full of life when she left Bethlehem. And when they reached Moab, her sons married women who were Moabites. Well, that wouldn't have been a good thing to do, but that's what happened. And as time moved on, both the husband and the two sons 
they died. And Ruth was there just with her two daughter-in-laws. You know that biblically speaking, women need to be married in those times. And without a husband, Naomi knew she needed to go back home where she could get support and love from cousins and uncles and other family members. So she had a meeting with her two daughter-in-laws, and she said to them, go back home. Go back to your mother's house. Go where you can get support and love, and maybe you can marry again. You're still young girls. But for me, I'm an old woman. I'm going back home, and I'm going to find a place to rest in my last days. Well, you know the story. Orpah said, sure, I'm going back home. I'm going back to worship all the gods that my family worship, and I'm going to be happy. But Ruth said, no, I am not leaving you. You know, when God created the earth, God said everything was good in the Genesis book. And when God created human beings, men and women like you and I, God changed his last words by saying, everything is very good. I bring that up to you now because it's important to know that no matter what the circumstances were for Naomi or for any of us here, God still believes we are very good because God made us and God loves us. And it's extremely important that you know from the heart God loves what he creates it. You know, when we go back home, and many of you do, Clifford and I will be going back home, we realize that we came this distance for a purpose. And sometimes we do have to go back home, but not with Ruth. She says, I'm not returning. I am staying where I am. Yahweh was the God of the Israelites. And can you fathom a woman like Ruth saying, I am not giving up on you, Naomi. I love you, and I love the God that you love and the God that you worship. I'm going to stay with you forever. Time period when people were unfaithful and unsure, Ruth was very sure. God was her king, and she knew it. Empty no more, Naomi had a daughter-in-law that followed her home. Ruth refuses. She clings on to Naomi. She stays with her. She confesses to her, your people will be my people. Can you say that for me this morning? Your people will be my people? Now that you said it to me, I want you to do me a special favor. Just turn to somebody now and say, your people will be my people. It's a very decisive kind of conversation to have with someone. Extremely pointed it is. It's not saying, I'm not an American anymore. I'm not a female anymore. I am not of African-American African descent. 
It just says that I love you because God made you like he made me. And so I have a connection with you from the heart. We can never not be who God made us. And I look at this congregation, and Pastor Claudia says there's about 10 different countries represented in this congregation. More than that? <laughs> it's awesome. It's fabulous. It is the God that we know, and it is the God of Ruth, because she was excited about something that she saw in Naomi and in the world Naomi was a part of. Have you ever fallen in love with somebody or something and said, I got to be a part of that? Yes. And so it is with this woman. Even though she encountered challenges, even though she struggled, even though there was an emptiness, no baby, no husband, no home of my own, even though there was bitterness and pain going on, when you love God and trust God, and we sang the songs of being faithful, God will take care of you. Having faith God will take care of you. Sometimes we cannot see with the naked eye what God is planning behind the scenes for us. But God has a plan. You believe? You believe? You believe. You must believe. Cling to God and look to God in times of trouble. You can ride out any storm believe in God. We had rain the last couple of days, wind blowing. Today we have sunshine. We walk without umbrellas. God will take care of you. Whatever God has planned for you, he will not let you down. God was inside of Ruth, and he gave Ruth to Naomi so that Naomi would feel good again about life and not be bitter. How much God loves us in the times of trouble shows up when we just look for God. How God will take care of us turns up full and not empty when we pray and look and wait on God. Ruth takes the initiative when she's back to Bethlehem. Have you ever gone back to something and kind of hesitated to go back? Naomi hesitated to go back to Bethlehem. All of her friends were there saying, oh, here comes Naomi. She left and now she's back. It takes a strong person to go back. It takes a God strength to stand up and say, maybe I shouldn't have left, but I'm back. I love this part of Naomi because I need to look at that sometimes too. We are sometimes where we make decisions that are not the best, but it doesn't mean we can't correct the problem and go back. So Naomi goes back. She goes back and she tries to survive. But Ruth says we will survive. God's got a plan. And I know what the plan is. She goes and looks for food. Thanks be to God. In Deuteronomy and Leviticus, those books and scriptures tell us in Deuteronomy 24, 19 through 21, that those who are wealthy 
those who have farmlands, those who have wheat fields, those who have vineyards with grapes on them, they are to leave the edges of their harvest lands with plenty of food on them so that the poor can come in the evening and glean what is there. Amen? Nobody goes hungry in God's world. And it's awesome that Ruth would leave and start looking for food and find it. She found it in Boaz's field. Oh, Boaz. Can't you just see that handsome guy in the field? Standing tall and strong, wealthy and honorable. He starts off his work day with his people praying and giving God all the glory for what he has. And he sees this cute little Ruth looking hungry and poor and ethnically not from Bethlehem. So you know she's stuck out. And he says to his workers, leave enough for her. Leave plenty for her. So day after day, she goes to the fields, and day after day, she pulls it up. She drags it home, and Naomi looks at her like, where did you get all this food from? And Naomi becomes full again because she sees God working on her behalf. Amen? So when God works on your behalf, do you stop and say, thank you, God? So Naomi understands something beautiful is happening here. And Ruth sees Boaz and finds a way to get his attention one evening. And Boaz is determined now to find a way to be her redeemer. Your Christian faith tells you there was another redeemer in the New Testament, a person who would stand up for you, take care of you, die for you on the cross. Boaz is that symbol of what is to come in the New Testament, the man that stands in for you. And Boaz goes throughout Bethlehem because of the Israelite laws. He checks to make sure there is not another man that stands between him and his opportunity to marry her. He clears the slate. He declares to every man from the gates of Bethlehem all the way through the temple, this is the woman I want. I want to marry her. Is there any opposition anywhere? And there was none. Ladies, how many of you would love for a man to go through the whole city declaring he's going to marry you because he loves you? Come on, let me see your hands. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. It's phenomenal. It's also scary because there was one cousin who in the bloodline was in front of Boaz, and Boaz knew it. So he was waiting. He was waiting for the competition to stand up to him. And then he may have to back down because bloodline then meant everything. I don't care how rich you are. If you're the first cousin and not the second cousin, you don't get to marry who you want. But luckily, that cousin had about three wives and a lot of children. He did not want another wife. So Boaz got to marry her. 
and they married. And then there was this rich significance that went on in many parts of the Bible. The genealogy of Jesus Christ includes a little woman from Moab who married Boaz. Do you know that? It runs all the way through 14 generations. So Boaz is the biological father of Obed, and Obed is the father of Jesse, and Jesse's son is David, King David. King David was chosen by the prophet Samuel in the first and second books of Samuel. Just a little history for you, so you can see how Ruth tying herself to Naomi and going all the way through Bethlehem to this marriage point, how in that genealogy as it goes down 14 generations, little David, the one that threw the rock at the giant, was chosen by the prophet Samuel to become the king of Israel and trained him to be that. And from that point on, a king comes forth and your people shall be my people. The book of Ruth is not just about Ruth. It has significance for all of our behavior, for all of God's children, for the fulfillment of the Old Testament that says a Messiah will come in Isaiah and a Messiah came through Ruth. The book of Matthew, the very first page, points us forward through the genealogy all the way through to Jesus Christ, our Savior. The Lord repaid Ruth for all of her pain and sorrow. And the Lord repaid Naomi for her emptiness. And now they're all part of the ancestry of Jesus Christ. Both were foreign women. Both migrated to other cities and towns and found their way back to Bethlehem. Both declared God as their God. And both understood inclusion of who God puts in your life, not who we choose to exclude. Praise God. The foreshadow of Jesus of Nazareth comes through diversity in the Bible. Words that sometimes in our modern day, we have a problem digesting. But Christians, I put them in your ear this morning. I pray they reach your heart and your soul and you understand. Coming and going, God had a plan from the very beginning and it included all of us as well. Because had Jesus not opened the door for Gentiles along with the Jews, we would not all be sitting here together as this beautiful bouquet of people. Amen? For all people, including Gentiles, God loves us all. God will take care of you because God is faithful. Naomi and Ruth. Boaz and Obed. 
God will take care of you for those who are in this room from the Congo. God will take care of you for those in the room who are from France. God will take care of you for those who are in the room from Ghana. God will take care of you for those who are from Great Britain. God will take care of you if you're from Malaysia. God will take care of you if you're from Japan. God takes care of you from the Philippines. And God will take care of you from Singapore. And God will take care of you if you're from America. And if I missed anybody, God will take care of you. Amen? To God be the glory. So I leave you this morning with a couple of things you need to know about me. I just completed May 18th, a doctorate program. And we all had to come up with a project before you can graduate. I decided on a diversity project, a project where I believe all the clothes that we wear is about diversity because we chose them and they're all different. They come out of our personality of who we are, how we select how we want to look and dress every day. So strangely enough, I thought, why not have a fashion show? We call it a diversity fashion show. So just imagine all of you are on the runway right now. And I said to every one of you, you got to take a turn walking down the aisle, turn around, and go back to your seat. Could you do it? I see a lot of people going, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> My point, though, is that that's the way the fashion show turned out. It looked just like this room. 200 people came as an audience, and it sold out. It was fabulous. It was fun. And people relaxed and loved meeting one another and mingling and getting the opportunity to know people that they would not normally get to know. So this year is my third year. On August the 18th, my diversity circle, which is the nonprofit that I started, and my doctorate program will be having a fashion show. And I know you will not come to Missouri to the fashion show. I get that. However, if Pastor Claudia will sooner or later help me make copies of the flyer, this year we're going to have children, only children, in the fashion show. Because it's time some, to teach our kids, our young adults, making sure they're on top of the, the world that Jesus Christ gave us and the combination of people and the spirit and the love of everybody. It's an awesome show. Maybe later I can send you a video of the show and you guys can see her and go, oh, that's what she's talking about. But I want you to know how encouraged I am to be able to bring God's word to you this morning and to use that scripture as my base. So God will take care of you is a song I'd like for you to hum that hymn. Can I get someone who is musically inclined 
to start the tune for me. You can just hum the tune. God will take care of you. Thank you. So wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> so I can only imagine. You may now move forward with I can only imagine, and he's fine. To God be the glory. Amen. Amen. <laughs>